0: Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller,
1: I'm Beth Rockefeller, and I'm Mia Rockefeller, and this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast.
0: Today we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aviard.
2: So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey.
0: Blind cameras can protect us for only so long, and that time has apparently run out. It starts with explosions back in the corridor. I hear Ketha screaming with every blast, frightened by what she's done and what she continues to do to flesh and bone. Each ragged cry shocks through the cell block, stilling the already slow new bloods.
2: Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 2, Episode 27, Glass Sword, Chapter 26. The golden days are over. Mm <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Now now we're one ahead again. But, or no, we're one ahead instead of. No, we're back to one ahead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes, we're 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 episode twenty-seven for chapter twenty-six. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, but we used to be behind.
2: Um, One behind. Yeah, because we had to split one into
1: two, or I don't remember. We've had to split multiple into two, but we were so behind because we started we started off the book by doing multiple chapters an episode.
0: Can you believe we did that? (laughs) <laughs> no, that was no. really dumb. It really was. What were we thinking?
1: And we we did it really early. Like yeah, the that very was the first, first
2: episodes we did that way. Yeah.
1: I thought the the very first episode may have just been chapter one.
2: I don't know. It's not relevant.
1: Yeah. Mm. We like
2: this way a lot better. It feels good. And it seems to work for everybody else, so I like it this way. Except when we have to break one, break them into two. Which we might with this one, we're not sure. We're gonna see how the conversation goes. A lot of action in this chapter, but I don't know if it's something we have to like walk step by step through. I think it's
1: definitely not.
2: This is more like an emotional support podcast because (laughs)
1: if
2: you've read this chapter Which you should have by now. I'm really sorry. We're all in this together.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple of moments before the end too of this chapter too though that have just some meaningful Yeah. Emotional moments, That's more than just the action, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't feel ashamed. Eat your ice cream. <laughs> that's right. Blow your nose. We're all congested already here before even crying, so
0: <laughs>
2: if you've got Kleenex out, you fit in with everybody at this table. I have Kleenex right here, actually. It's funny, when I went to get this to keep it next to me for any snot that might occur while we're recording, it made me think of... Georgia Hardstark, because her allergies are so bad when she's recording or when they're live on stage, she always has like a Kleenex like tucked right into her bra like an old lady. <laughs> so funny, because she can't go anywhere without Kleenex. I'm like, girl, same.
0: <laughs> Hate it. Yep, been there.
2: Hate it.
1: There'll be lots of throat clearing.
2: Yeah. This is why women want dresses with pockets. You need one pocket for your cough drops, one uh-huh. pocket for your Kleenex. Yeah. Because it's hard out here for an allergy sufferer.
1: Yeah. Men have all the pockets they want. That's right. You know, I was thinking
2: the other day, sidebar before we get into the (laughs) depressingness of this chapter. The cruelest trick.
1: Mm. Is the fake pocket? Is the
2: fake pocket. There's nothing I hate more. The little pocket is one thing. Like the change pocket or whatever. I get, you know, a quarter or whatever. The fake pocket on the back that is a giant middle finger
1: or on the front of like jeans yeah. where it's like it looks like there's a pocket but there's not it's like what then would happen me a if pocket? that was a
2: dude if they made po- if they made jeans for dudes with fake pockets on the back like nobody would even buy them no women why did we buy those why for did we so buy long? those answer because there was literally nothing, nothing else.
1: else and because at the time we thought the jeans looked really cute yeah I mean, that this is why I wore
0: dickies
2: in high school, because I had all the pockets I could handle.
1: That's why I wear jeggings.
0: Yes. So do you need all the pockets and a purse? Yes.
2: Yes. See, we have we, more stuff to carry. Men want to think that this is a conspiracy, that women's p- clothes don't have pockets to further the purse industry. No, no. We no. would still buy purses. We'll buy the pockets and the purse. That's how much stuff we want to carry around. Okay. It's the po- I, I want pockets and a purse. Is that too much to ask? I, no, it's not. Ladies, holler if you hear me, because I know you do. I know you do. I want the pockets and the purse. If I had a Hogwarts cloak with oh, pockets that lined yes. the inside, I'd still carry a purse.
0: And a fanny pack? No.
2: No. Oh, do you mean... T- a belt bag? you
0: mean a fanny pack?
2: <laughs> a belt bag. That's what they're calling them now. That's belt cute. Belt bags. It's like... Oh, oh, honey. Yeah, you beautiful honey, little sweetie, tropical baby. fish. That's a fanny pack. And <laughs> my dad had one in 1987 <laughs> with his khaki shorts and his socks pulled up to his calves with loafers oh. or strappy sandals, you know, like those guy strappy sandals that were big back in the day. Yeah, that was your epa. Oh, wow.
1: Well, that's a glorious picture. Yeah. Skinny, pale chicken legs he's got. Have those not changed? Were they
2: just like that when you were a kid? No. 43 years and going that I've seen them, so (laughs) they've looked exactly like that.
1: Anyway, why he wears
2: pants all the time
1: right anywho on to the actual chapter on to all the depressing yeah
2: we got to get into this eventually this chapter so when i was when i was reading um for my notes and i'm sitting here highlighting and i'm highlighting like everything (laughs) there's no superfluous writing in this chapter no she's such an amazing author This chapter is classic Aviard. Yes. It has the joy. It has the sorrow. It has everything.
1: The only thing is there's just so much action that we don't really need to go step by step through.
2: Right, right. So,
1: But nothing doesn't mean anything. Yeah.
2: We pick up from last time where they are going deeper into the prison in Koros to free the new bloods that are in prison there and the silver political prisoners. If you remember, uh, Alara was there and yeah, that's fun. Our group has snuck in, uh, as disguised as Maven and his travel protection entourage.
1: But, and but now they're point, about
2: ready to blow everything up in this prison.
1: Yeah. Like at this point, their cover has been blown. Yes. There's, Like, battle is coming, and it will come fast. Yes. So they're moving down. They've gotten to the
2: cell block area where the Reds are. And they've opened all Mm -hmm. the uh, cells, and they've let the Reds out. And Mare has, at the end of the last chapter, Mare was screaming, like, come with us. You know, we're all going to leave alive, and blah, 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 blah. So, So now they're heading towards the silver uh, political prisoner section right. where we're assuming Julian and Sarah are going to be.
1: I I do want to point out, it doesn't mean anything, but I think that it's, it's a good callback. The little girl that looked so much like Giza, she toddles over to Ada and clings onto her leg. Yeah, I just think that's adorable. It was pretty adorable. They're counting on
2: Ada to lead them through here because... She's memorized the map that Herrick conjured up based on Cameron's description. So we're getting this, like, game of ability telephone. (laughs) Uh, And that's the map we're relying on. And then, like, a copy of
0: a copy of a copy, which, as you know, was never...
2: Exactly. If you've seen multiplicity, (laughs) this is just not going to work
1: out. At least it's like, you know... The only real well, okay. The only super reliable set is Ada because her memory is perfect. But she has to count on what she saw being right. accurate. But she's like coming from Herrick's depiction to her, there's no like there's really not much that can get lost in translation there.
0: Right.
2: Right. And Cameron's just, the one that okayed all this. So right. ultimately if it messes up Cameron's it's the one Cameron's we have fault. to come back right. On. right. That, I'm not saying that this is going to mess up. If you haven't read the chapter, you, I mean, I think, no, 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 no. I, mean, I understand <laughs> things go sideways, yes, but I don't think that has anything to do with the map. No,
1: no, no, no. Mm. <laughs> but also, like, you, you've
2: you read the chapter by now. Yeah, Let's be
1: fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
2: it's a giant, giant bummer on it. Giant bummer. Did we mention it's a bummer? It's I hope you giant have giant bummer tissues in your ice cream. Yeah. I don't know that
0: we know what the the scale of the bummer. Where I'm not, I'm a little fuzzy on the scale of the bummer. It's a giant bummer. Giant. Okay.
2: Yeah. This this might be a ginormous bummer. Yeah. Mm. It's, I just don't think that it has uh, the super bummer impact because it happens so fast. So fast at the end of the chapter. Yeah.
0: But it has ramifications that carry on through, oh, yes. for characters yes. throughout the entire it's run It's what of the makes series.
2: the entire rest of the series depressing. Yeah, quite, yeah. Deep, quite deep ramifications. So they're pushing down through here um, and they get to the bottom of the cells and this is where Cal Master Strategist has told them that they have to split up and go separate ways. Me, uh, Mare did not want that. She wanted them all to stay together and Cal's like, this is the only way it's going to work. We have to send people, some people to protect and to fight. And then we have to send some people to search and open right. um, cells. We can't all stay together. So obviously, Mayor, Cameron, and Julie, or, uh, Cal are going to go after Julian and Sarah. And what other political prisoners they can find, but the, then to everybody them, no else, what else matters, right? <laughs> everybody else is going to stay back and fend off the guards. Ketha, Nix, uh, Darmian, Ada, everybody else that's there, because Cameron knows how those parts of the cells go, so that's why she has to go down there, but. They can't really take anybody else because nobody else knows what Julian and Sarah look like. They don't know who they're looking for. They also don't – these two, Mare and Cal, are the ones that are going to recognize more people down there. I mean Cal is going to recognize probably Probably everybody everybody. down there. But Mare also would know what they're getting into versus taking a bunch of people who've had no experience – with silvers like this and putting them down there.
1: So it makes
2: logical sense who is
1: being split. And on the other end, they can't really send any more people than those few because A, they wouldn't be able to really go anywhere. Like the smaller the group, the more efficient they're going to be at getting there. And also it's really not smart to take a bunch of barely trained reds into an entire cell block of nothing but silvers. Right. So, you know.
2: Where there's no there's no recognition there for them. They could just think, oh, this is a red hit squad coming to kill me, not somebody who's going to, you know, liberate me and give me the chance to, you know, switch sides in this or hear why it is that I'm being held captive here. Uh, so, but Kalorn, the point of that is Kalorn is going with the other group. So Mare and Kalorn lock eyes before they split up. And she says, this could be the last time we see each other and we both know it. And my notes just say, JFC, Mare. Like, gosh, do you have to, can you not give yourself any kind of like mini pep talk that this is going to work?
1: right come on, please, please, please. yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. She doesn't either.
2: So Mayor and Cameron and Cal also have to move through the command room and turn off all the electricity. and that'll take down the rest of the communication, cameras, all that kind of stuff. So they get to the middle of the command center. It's like a giant, glass triangle type situation, which Mare just turns into uh, a giant Tesla coil. I, She basically just electrocutes everybody in there and moves on like with no real, no real remorse for anything. I think Cameron, uh, explodes two of them, basically, you know, melts their brain like she does. And then they they just bounce on like... no, no, they need...
0: They're getting information they They're getting
2: information first. Oh, where. they need to know where Julian Julian and Sarah Sarah are. Yeah.
0: But they get the information and the guy's even like, just let us leave, let us live. And then Cameron and Mare are like,
1: no. Because he's begging for Cal's mercy. And Mare's like, dude... Really? Yeah. His mercy? The guy's standing, twiddling his thumbs
2: in the corner? He's the least of your worries right now. This chick can literally make your eyeballs bleed until you die.
0: Right, but is that with the power she and Cameron have? Is that the kind of personality you want? It's like, well, you're begging him for mercy, not me. I'll show you and then kill people. I mean, Does that sound like something Maven would do? Yes.
1: Yes. It really does.
0: This is, And Cal's like, what?
1: Yeah. Cal
0: gets real
2: mad at Mare for the way that she handles this situation. Yeah. I think this is a bit of a folly I do. You know, Mare knows that bringing Cameron back here was not easy. These are the guards that tortured Cameron and everybody else. And, Cameron is the first one to take it too far with silencing the guy that she's silencing. Right. So Mare's just kind of like, oh, this is how we're going to handle this? Sweet. I've been itching to kill some silver guards anyway. You know, and they they just feed each other with that craziness <laughs> and that hysteric... They're really not a
1: good combo, yeah. especially in this kind of situation. It's bad. Yeah.
2: So yeah. they get where Julian and Sarah are, and make, to, like, they're going to leave the rest of them alive, and then Mare's like, eh, never mind, and and zaps the rest of them up. And this is where Cal is, like, pretty much done with looking at Mare. Yep. He just can't look at yeah. her anymore. Like, we're still going to go save Julian and Sarah, but you and I got some issues <laughs> to work out when this is all over.
1: Yeah, he's not going to look at her for, like, the next couple chapters. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he is he is not happy yeah. that she has done this.
1: We get lots
2: of flinches and mutters in here. We get um, we get a flinch it, b- from the captain inside the command center before he gets barbecued by Mare. We get a <laughs> mutter uh, from Cal oh because he's all angry. yeah. So, lots of lots of flinches and muttering in here.
1: Which is weird, because you'd think with all this chaos going on, no one would be able to hear anybody muttering.
2: I think she just happens to be close to Cal at this point in time, and that's why. There's also a magnetron in here. Like, all chaos is bra- basically breaking loose, and they're, the three of them are handling it for the most part. Mare takes...
1: They're trying. Some shrapnel,
2: quite literally. Yes. And uh, one, she damages her hand. So now she has to go through this with her hand bleeding. And if you've seen Die Hard, you know the more blood is on you, the slippery you are.
1: I mean, I feel like that's kind of common sense.
2: Yeah, but I just wanted to throw a Die Hard reference in there. Make sure your dad's still awake.
1: I'm still awake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, Mare is... Athletic in certain ways, climbing is not one of them.
2: No, and having a hurt hand is definitely not, not gonna helping. Help. So, that pretty much means anything that requires any type of upper body strength, Cal now has to hoist mare. <laughs> Up on two. With his beefiness. Mean, she probably weighs 97 pounds, so it's <laughs> really not that big of a deal. He could just grab her and be like, and just kind of, I mean, we've seen him literally yeah. overthrow people when trying to throw one into the other, and he overthrows. So uh, it definitely, it definitely happens when Cal is throwing mare around. So she barbecues everybody in the command center, they are um, moving on, ba- uh, battling these magnetrons that are basically throwing spikes, pieces of metal, anything that they can get towards Mare. And Cal is trying to melt as much of it as he can, but some of it melts and like splatters onto her back. Uh...
0: And so now she has
2: like molten metal.
1: And also the fabric of the Liquefying flight suit, her
2: flight suit. Yeah. So now
1: and the scars that are already there. Right. Right. Ugh. It's just a big mess
2: of synthetic burnt yuckiness and yuckiness. scarred flesh. This chapter's real gross, y'all. This
1: chapter is very <laughs> gross.
2: This this is like when they're making the show they're going to have to tone some of this down or they're not going to get a rating that's going to allow the target audience to watch this. This is like Hunger Games-level violence.
1: At least if it's on streaming, they have a little bit more leeway. Yeah, but it's Peacock,
2: so they're going to have to go through NBC Universal practices and standards or they're still going to get met with whatever rating they're going to get met with. You know what I mean? They're going to have to... If they want to do a TV-14, they are not going to be able to show, you know, somebody's eyeballs bursting out when Cameron is...
0: No, of course not.
2: ...shrinking their brain, basically, so... Right. um, Cameron and Mare are clearing out these magnetrons. You know, Cameron is... uh, silencing them and Mare is using the metal as a conductor and like lightning back to them because Cal has has kind of bowed out of doing this fight. He's seen all this violence and he doesn't really want any part of this. No. Plus it looks like Mare is kind of holding her own. You know, he's holding, they're holding back anybody that's not already in here, but he's not going to go out of his way to kill these silver guards. Right. He's just going to be like, uh, you know, I guess that they can handle this. So he goes off to look for Julian and Sarah in block G. And it's just like, okay, you guys, I guess got this. I'm, I'm going on ahead, you know, yelling for Julian and Sarah to go through. So Mare and Cameron, uh, get through all these people, but it's taking a toll on Cameron. Mayor can see that Cameron is not doing well.
0: She's weakening she's herself. Weakening yeah.
2: herself. This she's she's practiced you know pretty well as far as targeting goes, but stamina is something they didn't have time to work on. To work on. So <laughs> she's had to do a whole lot real fast. And so she's weakening down and they're like, okay, we need to get this done. Mare's catching shrapnel. She's bleeding all over the place. You know, their element of surprise is quickly... I
1: mean, it's kind of
2: already gone, fading
1: fast. Yeah.
2: If if you're losing all your abilities, you're not going to get anywhere. She pulls a bolt of lightning down through the skylight to... Uh, zap the rest of what's going on in there, clear everybody out, and then give them like a burst of light to at least be able to see where they're going. And Cal is just deeper into the bowels of this thing, f- screaming for Julian and Sarah. He's not going to rest until Julian and Sarah are found, and Mayor's right there with him, you know, going down mm-hmm. into the cells, even though it's clear they're going to fight later. And Cameron's like, okay, well, I'm just going to rest up here while you guys go look for these people that seem to mean a lot to you that I have no idea who they
1: right. are. Right. I don't care about Plus,
2: I'm a little tired anyway, so I'm just going gonna... to chill up here. You yeah. guys okay with that? And, and then she has the nerve
1: to start whistling. As She's, <laughs> she's like dangling her feet. It's like... But there's still one more person that she's silencing. So she's killing a person. And whistling about it. And just kind of swinging our legs. Yeah. Just like, oh, this is a lot easier than I thought. Why have I been using
2: all of my energy when I can parcel my energy and still get the same result that I want? It just takes longer.
1: Right. And then they're
2: suffering longer. And that's good for both of us.
1: (laughs) I do find it weird that they focus so much on, like, control and less on stamina. Because they got they were gonna get to a point where she wouldn't really need to control it. She just need to keep it up.
2: Right. Just dole it out in equal doses. I think because Mare's power exponentially grows, so that's where she has been more about control. It doesn't seem to affect her as much. She doesn't seem to get as much ability fatigue because she can create this great big thing and then ease off her energy and have this thing that she's created to do it for her. So even though she's talked about ability fatigue like with shade and stuff, I don't think she truly understands what it would feel like to somebody like Cameron.
1: She does feel it sometimes. Like she said, after she called down the big storm in the bowl of bones, she was really tired. But it's only when she does huge things like that. Yeah. Just like little zaps here and there aren't going to do that to her. Right. Right.
2: Or if there's already electricity there that she can work with and manipulate, it's not going to have to be as hard for her.
1: Creating Um, it is what tires
2: her out. Right. Right. Or somebody whose, their whole ability is creating, you know, like Herrick or Cameron, you know, where they they have to m- create and maintain.
1: Right, There's, right. You
2: can't just, it's not like, here's fire and now I can do whatever I want with this particular fire or this particular electricity. They have to keep that going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like Julian has to yeah, keep the I song going, you know. I get it. So they find Julian down in the cells, down in Block G, and Mayor... Barely recognizes him. His hair is grayer. His face is wrinklier.
1: But I mean, his she hair says, is really
2: thin. Yeah, really thin. He's lost a bunch of weight, but she says that his eyes are still the same eyes. You know, intelligent, curious, that she can definitely tell that this is still Julian, Julian. but he has been mistreated, malnourished,
0: yep. silenced with mm-hmm. the stone.
2: You know, it has not been an easy time for Julian and Cal is like sick about it. He is not happy.
0: Well, no, no. Remember these silver guards. I, I mean, I understand not just indiscriminately killing when you have them already down, but he's got to also remember these silver guards were also holding people who are loyal to him and torturing them. Right. Right. There were silvers that were there, too. that were loyal to Cal that were being held and tortured by these same guards.
1: Right. So I, uh,
2: you're in a bit of a moral gray area here. Yeah, right. this is just something Cal hasn't had to face before. Killing silvers, it's not... Yeah, or even silver divide, really, at all. Right. He's, he's never had to experience silvers that weren't loyal to the crown or dealing with that type of people, you know? He's a general. When he's around, people listen to what he says. Right. Plain and simple. Yep. Uh, he melts the bars in front of Julian and just, like, rips them out of the way to get him out. And before he can even get, like, a decent-sized hole open, Mare slips in he there to get to right Julian. He just kind of slip right in there. Like, yep, I'm tiny and you're not... <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, make sure he's okay. Right. And he, but he's weak. He can't like really get a grip on her. Um, but he's ready to fight. The minute she gets to him, he's like, sweet. Now let's go enact some revenge on some people. Even though he can barely walk and is having to like use them as a crutch.
1: Which I think is just. Really sweet, to be honest. In a way. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. He He's not going down without a fight, no matter how weak he is. Yeah. And he's also not leaving without Sarah. Right. And Mare and Cal are like, well, duh. I mean, we're here for her, too. Why would we come and get you and not
1: a- and her? And then she says, we're here for everyone. It's like, mm, are you, though? In one way or another, they are. Yeah, but like... You know, the whole point wasn't like we're going to come in here to save everybody. We're going to come in here to save these people and kind of everyone else, yeah. too.
2: Yeah. Julian mutters here. So that's two on the mutter count, one on the flinch count.
1: Mm hmm. For um, those of you keeping track at home.
2: Yeah. And so since he, since Cal is here with Mare and this other new blood person, he assumes something really bad has happened. Apparently the news hasn't gotten all the way down to the cells. What has happened, but he knows that something bad has happened. If this is the side that Cal is fighting on. on and it's like, yeah, we'll get into all of that later. Basically like, yeah, we have a lot to talk about, but now is not really the time. Um, he does know that Alara is there because when they get him free of his cell, he's like, cool, so we're going to go kill Alara now, right? <laughs> and uh, Mare is like, yeah, I would totally let him do that, but but just don't think he's strong. Up no. for it. Yeah, he has is, he is, uh, been very weak, you know, practically gray like John from the weakness. He does say, it's a good thing you came today because they just walked us yesterday and were a lot stronger than we would be had we waited a couple days. So there's a thing that another benefit to what John told them as far as what day they go. They would have waited till the next day, all the silvers and new bloods would be weaker and also Maven Maven would would be be there. there.
1: Or if they had done it, you know, days prior, if they had just rushed there without anything else... Then, you know, they would have been at an even worse time.
2: Right. Two days before the, all, everybody would have been way more weak because they hadn't been out walked in like probably a week or whatever. So yeah, it does it does seem like John was correct in his telling them that this was the only time they could do this. Now they have to go get Sarah out of her cell, and they use Julian to help free her. Uh, He is ready to use his ability because he's been silenced for so long. So he's ready to enact some torture on these people and also uh, get Sarah free. She doesn't want him to do that. She doesn't want him to use his song because he is so weak. And she's afraid that any more exertion will, you know, really damage him. But he cannot be swayed.
1: Well, he also tries and he's struggling. And so she's kind of like, like, you don't have to do this. Yeah, you don't
2: have to do this if this is going to bother you. And he was like, I don't understand why you can't see that. Yes, I do have to do this. Right.
1: Another way will most definitely get us killed. Yeah.
2: Shut up and let me do this. You know, stop trying to be diplomatic and make this easier. This is basically war. So he uh, sings to this guard that is uh, guarding Sarah's cell and gets him to open Sarah's cell and all of the rest of the cells in the block so they can free everybody Everybody. and get them out of there. And um, they said, you know, open the cells, put the uh, stairs back where they go, make everything right so everybody can get out of here. And he just does it like instantly, you know, that's Julian's power and how easily he's able to tap into it after having been silenced and not using it for so long. Right. So he's got a well of emotion he's tapping into to get to this power so quickly to the surface. She's. She knows that she has to tell him about John and what his ability was and the information that he gave them to lead them there. And she's like, but, but I'll do it after. Yeah, yeah now yeah, is not, not the, the time. time. Yeah, we don't have time to stop and talk about all this because Julian's going to be like, you don't say, and then start asking questions. It's like, no, 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 no. So now she's like, oh, this is what hope for the future feels like. I'm excited to tell Julian about this right. after this is over. So that gives me something right. to look forward to.
1: And also it it's and also it's what convinces her that there will be an after. Like Huh? Like this
2: is what does it.
1: This okay. is what does it. I, it took I mean, it took you telling Julian about the guy that you can't stand.
2: Whatever works.
0: Okay.
2: Whatever works. So now the gates. Are open, the stairs are all back in place, and all of the silver political prisoners are loose to either come attack them, join them, or go off, do, do whatever the they thing. want.
0: Yeah, all hell breaks loose.
2: Basically, yeah. And they just go right down through the cells, just freeing block by block by block, and each one gets more dank and depressing. It's obviously further away from the sun, you know. So this place is.
0: And these silvers. This
2: place is pretty
0: cool. Do want revenge on the other silvers that oh, are? Oh yes, they them. do,
2: because they kill more than the new bloods do. Yes. The ones that stay with them. Now some do leave and branch out on their own and try to make it on their own, which they figured would happen. You know, these people have the right to go. Right. Uh, pursue whatever, or kind of maybe freedom. they Everyone have, or go to their Cameron. phone. Right, everybody except Cameron.
1: Right, maybe, you know, maybe they have like a friend or someone that they care about who is somewhere else, and they're going to sure. try and go save them. Whatever reason they leave,
2: yeah, because we know that there are two separate uh, silver things here right. with new bloods like in the middle. So they've been keeping some silvers apart for right.
0: a reason. And they could, they could have left the water running when they were thrown in there and they want to make sure that their utility bill is just not outrageous.
1: I don't think that silvers really care. Yeah. So they get to
2: um, the opening of Block J. So they've gone through G, H, and I. And when they get to J, uh, a Alara of land that is with them blasts the wall away and it comes back to them like in mist of gravel and dust. And everything. And like a giant tornado uh, comes kind up. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And it's a nymph. Somebody yeah, uh-huh. is there controlling the the air, the air to push things around in. And then they're Dorothy in the tornado over Oz, spinning around. Mare grabs onto something and realizes it's a corpse leg that's hanging out of a cell. Yes. Yes. Which is so nasty.
1: (laughs) That's so nasty. So
2: nasty. And then to get out of this cyclone she's in, she has to climb up this dead leg (gasps) to get to the bars of the cell so she can hold on to something that's not a dead leg.
1: So nasty. So nasty. So nasty.
2: She's happy that she can't see his face because she doesn't want it to be somebody that she recognizes. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so depressing.
1: This is so depressing. Don't worry. It gets it worse. It gets
2: worse. I know it gets so much However, worse. However,
0: there are some there are places in the face where she can get a better hold, like the mouth or the eyes.
2: Sure, yeah, the yeah. Saiyan. She does eventually get to his face and then she's relieved that she doesn't recognize him. But and then she doesn't like... even mourn him. She's like, I didn't know him. I don't care that he's dead. He his leg gave me a hold and I'm not going to give it another thought.
1: At least she says, like, it's wrong to feel relieved. Like, it feels wrong, but...
0: eh. But is it wrong? Right,
1: but is it wrong? No. No, it's not.
2: So, I mean, because I guess it could be even worse. I don't know. Um, Gareth is battling the nymph. So, where one is controlling air and everything, Gareth is over there trying to... Turn everything upside down and throw that person off their
0: right,
2: off their game and off their yeah. stance, so the, all of the wind and everything will stop. Not realizing he's doing more harm than good. Something's like in, we already yeah. can't get our footing, and you're throwing everything all over the place. Right. You know, this is this is that Dancing with the Stars, only not choreographed. <laughs> so everybody's just hitting walls all over the place as this thing is spinning. And so she's just like, uh, she's falling again, and she's like, Gareth, stop. Bro, uh uh-uh. And then she doesn't hear anything until she does. And then she wishes she hadn't. And then she wishes she hadn't. She hears... Little Lightning Girl. Uh, girl, And it's Alara. Ew. She has found them down in the cells, and she has come down to say hello to her favorite new blood. Her Yay. favorite almost daughter-in-law. Uh,
1: oh God, don't say it, please. Right? Why'd you have to say that? This is disgusting. Facts. I, but I don't like it. <laughs>
2: Mare wishes for the sounder device instead of Alara because she wants to just die. She's like, that thing knocks me out and makes me unconscious. That's what I want because in five minutes or less, she's going to be inside my head and she's going to see everything.
1: I mean, you'll be helpless either way, girl. Yeah. Well, let's be fair. There's no proof that the sounder can kill you.
2: No, but at least she would go unconscious and, and...
1: Technically, Alara wouldn't be able to get into her head. I mean, well, that's true, but don't like, don't really
2: know how that works. Lara
1: but... would still be right there. Right. It's not like it'd save her in any way. Does that yeah. make sense? Because she knows, Mare knows
2: that that's what she's planning on doing is getting in there and finding out where they've been, what their hideout is. You know, oh, she has yeah. a wealth of information. Um, and Mare's like, no, that's nope. not going to happen. So she slides herself into one of the cells made of silent stone and blocks Alara's connection to her. She can't reach her inside the silent stone. She
1: does that after falling hard against that cell and probably breaking her arm.
2: arm. Yes, Yes. she was thrown around and she fell and uh, damaged her arm pretty badly. And then crawls into this silent cell. stone cell so Alara can't get to her.
1: And then her arm hurts. Right? <laughs> it's like, girl, you you have gone through a lot in these past like 10 seconds. Yeah. She's
2: watching the battle go on outside the cell and it's basically just mist and like occasional <laughs> bullets. She doesn't know if they've stopped firing because everybody's out of ammo or because it's pointless to fire into that because you right. can't see what you're aiming at anyway.
1: But there's still just the occasional like, brap brap brap. <laughs> Poof, poo, poo.
2: Yeah. Poof. Uh, it doesn't work very long and Alara comes and finds Mare at the cell that she's now
0: cowering unquote, in. Hiding
2: in, basically. And she thinks that when Mare opens her eyes and sees Alara, she thinks she's hallucinating because she expects to see, you know, ball gown, updo, glamour makeup, Alara. Right. And this is Alara like basically in a pants suit with a bun. Like- I
1: this I feel like we're we're doing the different Alara dolls. You have like glamour yes. makeup, <laughs> Alara. Yes. And then this is like
0: I think this is just like just battle. Hanging, hanging around the prison chilling a Sweatpants, <laughs> sweatsuit.
1: Well, it says she's in a
2: uniform. Yeah. You know, like mm. a Sea Org uniform yeah. or something. Maybe but she's it, a Scientologist.
1: But it's in like her house colors. House of colors, of right. course. I kind of, I want to see the costume design for this.
2: It's like a track like they suit could have some fun that athletes wear. I want to
1: say that that person
2: on Instagram had one for this, but I mm. don't remember. I'd have it to go back and It probably looks like,
0: like the track suits that college athletes wear. Like, you know, the basketball players all come out in their warm-up uniforms and they, like are the what pants Sue Sylvester and and wears. Yes. yes. But just, but it's got the school colors.
2: But, but it's also like nicely tailored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause she wouldn't wear anything that's yeah. just like crappy. So it's, it's still like, like Egyptian like, cotton or whatever. It's still or like, what did they call it? What kind of
1: cotton or, I don't remember. Some sort of, that's practically like silk. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's also like kind of form fitting so that it's still flattering. Oh, well, like Barney's, flattering. like
0: Barney's sleep suits.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: the little suit he made for the dog.
1: Oh. Yes. <laughs> so great. So cute. She's huh. also
2: graying at the temples, which Mare loves, because that means that she has been through some hard stuff recently and hasn't had time to like take care of that. And so Mare is seeing that as a symbol of her going through some stress that hopefully she has caused. Well, she know, has. It's like, Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's like this little lightning girl's a pain in my butt. And if I could just kill her, it'd be so much easier. Why didn't that happen the way it was supposed to?
1: Right. But also, like, I kind of don't want to kill her because, like, she'd be so useful. Yeah.
2: Now they have their little interchange, and Alara says that the first time she met Mare, she was in a cell then, didn't stop her then, it's not going to stop her now. Blah, blah, blah. Right, she's going to learn everything she has. Mare just immediately starts talking crap. Because if she can keep her mind occupied with talking crap, Alara cannot slither in there and do her bidding. So Mare thinks...
0: Right, but Alara, how can Alara get in her mind anyway? There's Silent Stone. She can't use her abilities inside there.
1: Yeah, she's like, bars didn't stop me then. It's like, girl, you know this is more than yeah, bars. They're
2: still gonna Right, right. <laughs> they're still going to be able to uh, well, stop is, is, you. Is Because,
0: like,
1: I mean, uh, it's going to silence
2: Alara, too.
0: Right, Is like right. Alara not, maybe Alara's almost intimating, I don't need to use my my mind, I could just come in here and just beat it out of you physically if I have to. Or
2: call the guards and beat them out. Right. Of, yeah, beat it out of you. Or I could just kill you and I'll get it from somebody, somebody else. Somebody else. You know, that we could do this a million different ways. The easy way, the easy, medium, hard way, the somewhat easy, hard way, all that kind of stuff. So then she starts, Mare starts talking just enough to... Make Alara start answering back, like get her on a soliloquy, right? And then her brain is busy and can't get in, right? To mine
1: either. So Mare is trying to act all tough. She's like, "We'll come in here then." It's like, Ugh. "Do you really want to do that? Does that? Do you think that's smart?" Like, just I'm wondering. I mean, she's got nothing to lose at this
2: point, so Fair. she might as well just go ahead and talk some crap, you know. Um, she gets a gun, pulls out a gun, and she's ready to just shoot Mare in the head. Like, fine, if that's the way we're going to play this, I really don't need you. I can get it from somebody else. Mare, like, basically closes her eyes because she feels like she's falling, and she's like, that's it, I've been shot, I'm dying. But instead, she feels cold bars against her face, opens her eyes to see Alara flying away. (laughs) The mist has cleared. Gareth can get a clear view on what he needs to do, and he slides Mare out of the way and flings Alara back so she can't fire the gun at Mare. She drops the gun, (coughs) and uh, Mare feels somebody grab her arm. To pull her away. Like, her come good on. arm. Yeah, her good arm. It's like, come on, Mayor, You know, we got to get out of here. And it's Shade. And she. Yay. so she squeezes back through the bars to let Shade get a hold of Oliver so he can jump her. And they jump. And then she ends up in a different room where there's like all this white tile. And Sarah comes running towards her.
0: She uh,
2: heals like all the... Burnt metal wounds on her back. And her arm. Her arm seals that up, The bro sealed up the broken bone. But she doesn't get all the way up to the scars, unfortunately, on her neck. So They're that's going to happen. We got to go. Right. Because Cal is like burns first, then the arm, then the scars.
1: Like those are. So,
2: yeah. Like that's old injuries. This is what we need to do right. to get her moving and avoid infection because she could tell that that. Uh, burn oh on her back was getting infected really so quickly gross. from molten metal and synthetic fibers. Again,
1: guys, this chapter so, so, nasty. Gross. so nasty, so nasty, so nasty stuff.
2: I, the title of this episode is going to be so nasty. Yeah,
1: the title of this episode uh, has to be.
2: Maybe not. That sounds dirty. Oh, yeah. so nasty. That's so nasty. So nasty. So uh, Cal is throwing fire around once Mare gets healed so they can blast away out of there and you know clear out all of the
0: He's like Mario the in ways
2: here. out. Yeah, he's fireball just Throwing fire fireballs. Bloop, 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 mm-hmm. bloop. Don't get hit by uh, an oomph shell or whatever, because then you lose your firepower right. and you just go back down to regular Mario. So you gotta be careful with that, Cal. He has to like basically Drag Julian, <laughs> because he can't walk, to get out of there. And also... He they, wants to
0: go back and kill Alara.
2: Yes, he is dying to get back to get to Alara. But his he is not strong enough to face yeah. Alara right now. Cal's
1: like, mm, you're the only thing even close to family I have left.
2: Yeah, so not I'm not losing you too. And Come so on. then, of course, Sarah's not gonna leave Julia inside either because they've been separated.
0: <sighs> Aw, so, right. by the way,
2: yeah, they're gonna stay together. Um, of course, Mayor has to add Sarah's unable to scream in fear because we, we need
0: a little bit
1: more depressing.
0: <sighs> we know, Mayor.
1: I feel we like know, at this point, Mayor. it's like trying to get a kid to eat their veggies. Like just, just a little bit more depressing. No, Come on, no, no, a little bit more. Just, the, shh, just, a little bit more.
2: No. no. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> They're running to get out of there. Cal, Cameron, Mare, Julian, and Sarah. They round a corner and Mare runs right into <gasps> the panther. Ooh. The panther is here. Okay. The panther has been a political prisoner. So the one person at the palace that was sussing out Mare and was like, Hmm something's not right about this girl had her suspicions about other things and was jailed for them. Ooh. So it was right to know that the Panther was kind of playing both sides against the middle. Maybe not entirely loyal to the crown.
1: Yeah. Anytime that I've read this particular scene, I always imagine it being outside even though I know that that's false. Right. Is that wrong? <laughs> like, I feel, no, like I mean, like, I guess we could film
2: – we could film it.
1: With they. It could f- be filmed in, like,
2: you know, like an open top type situation yeah. where you get a lot of natural light I down know. in there. I, just, I they, imagine
1: grass. I don't know have, why.
2: They have, like, jumped out from the block that they were in into yes. another part of where the prison is. and But it's very clear to Mare that the Panther has been – a prisoner because her clothes are all tattery, her skin is like the ashy gray that happens when you are in silent stone. So, you know, it's very obvious that she is a prisoner. Um, Mare sparks up ready to kill her, even though you know she's obviously been a prisoner. She's like this this chick had it in for me before. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill her.
1: I think that it doesn't immediately click for Mare. I think it takes her a second to be like, oh, hang on here. You're, you're kind of on our side a little bit. Right. Because
2: the panther grabs her and Mare's like, this is it. She's going to break my neck or slit my throat.
1: Something. Um,
2: something. Yeah. And instead, she tosses her sideways out of the way of a blade that was being sent I, right at her head. I just imagine
1: it as like a metal frisbee.
2: Yeah, or like or like, a like, uh, saw blade. like something made out of like um, those big giant industrial fan blades. Yeah, those big heavy ones. It's like
1: I, you know, I, somebody it's like some sort one of disc. Of those. Yeah, like a saw blade. Yeah, yeah. along those lines.
2: Yeah, S- something that would definitely take off your head. Right, very sharp, sharpened edges, all that kind of stuff, and it flies right past Mayor's face, barely uh, missing, you know, killing her. So the panther has just. Saved her life, um, and then she stands there and dodges all of these blades that are coming at her like Neo style, you know, just like for the audio only medium, I'm right. ducking around like somebody is throwing uh, I don't octomom babies at my head. I don't know. It's the first uh. thing I went to was that Jimmy Kimmel sketch with octomom, but
1: uh, what. Just think think
2: think the matrix. Think if that the helps matrix. you. Yeah, but but in in fast motion and stuff just like right. metal projectiles sailing everywhere. Courtesy of our good old friend Ptolemus.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So
2: uh, Yeah. The Panther dodging all of these, talking smack at Ptolemus. Um and so she grabs one out of the air and throws it back at him, like that's going to do anything, but it looks cool. It looks
1: cool. Right. You know, it, she,
2: she's showing Ptolemus that she's not scared of him. Like, right. sure, 21-year-old dude or whatever, you can throw all this stuff you want at me. It's not going to matter. I'm faster than you when it comes to that. And so then she looks at Mare like, well, come on Mayor. are you going to do something about I, this I, or are you I, just going to sit there, you know?
1: Okay, like are the girl, one that can get conjure
2: up. up stuff and and electrocute people. Let's do this
1: if you're going to do it. I I love that she's like so mesmerized by what's going on that she doesn't think about what the Panther's ability is. Like I she's not going to win this fight alone. That's right, not how this right. that's not how Panther, her ability
2: works. Yeah, the <laughs> Panther can't she can defend herself from Ptolemis, but she can't be aggressive and be offensive back to him, that's where Mare's going to have to come in. Um, So Ptolemus sees Mare stand up, ready to fight, and he's like, sweet, I can finish what my sister started. And Mare's like, you mean what your sister ran from? (laughs)
1: Ooh, burn! And,
2: And directs a bolt right at his head, like, this is how fast this can come at you. I've been practicing and Ptolemus, you know, life comes ducks, at you swiftly. Life comes at you swiftly. Check that out with the episode if you haven't. It's really funny. Um, and, but he recovers really quick. You know, the lightning misses him. He, it doesn't hit him. He just bounces his head off a wall, basically. So he's concussed, but still fighting. Um, the panther moves in really quick while he's kind of reorienting himself after bouncing off of the wall And she elbows him in the face and breaks his jaw. So she's also very fast and apparently very strong. Considering she's an older lady. Right. She's an older lady and she just popped this dude. So now, you know, everything is going on all at once. Cows throwing fire. Mare's throwing lightning. There's still mist and wind from the nymph. There's metal pieces coming in all over the place. Everything's going insane, and bullets. Right. So it's just a massive amount of chaos as they're trying to get through all of this and get to the other end of this prison. And
1: they're getting outside. They're kind of getting there. We're on
2: our way. They need to move out to where it is because Mayor's like, once I get this open sky... I can get a huge bolt up yeah. there going, and I can zap all of the rest of this crap pretty much. Right. So that's her
1: main thing is just trying to get yeah. outside into H- the Hogwarts moment. legacy ancient magic style. But there's a couple. Exactly.
0: There's a couple of people that need to get out first, because there's only two people who can fly right now that we know
2: of. Right. We've got to get Cal out, and we've got to get Ada out because they need to be able to fly the jets. So she sends. Uh, shade on with Cal, like shade you have to take cal he won't leave on his own and we need him to be able to fly so get him to the jet now and shade's just like okay you know mm, whatever Cal is like starts to argue but shade's just like pop and you know <laughs> pops him out of the way it's like so you're cal, coming with me cal's buddy.
0: still arguing in the cockpit of the black run right, right now right <laughs>
2: right Shade's they have to come back. <laughs> Restrain him to keep him there. You know, Nix yeah. is just like there with his arms around him, like, you're not leaving.
1: Yeah, like Shade has come back and teleported multiple groups of people, and Cal's still just like, but I don't wanna. Right.
2: Shade <laughs> comes back, he gets Julian and Sarah. He yes. takes them to that'll quiet the jet. Cal down a little. Yes, because now he'll have Julian there with him. He'll still be mad that Mare's not there. Um but she is she has to stay. And electrocute this thing. Now that she's out in the open. So she like works on getting this big lightning bolt. And this big electrical storm. And everything going. So she can make a big lightning bolt. And zap the rest of this crap. But she knows that she only has one chance at it. Because she's tired. She's been throwing lightning. Everybody else is you know basically ability fatigued. And she's got one shot at getting this taken care of. So while she's sitting there um, conjuring up all of this, and Alar is coming at her as well. So soon she'll be in range to get in her mind and it'll all be for mood. Right.
1: Anyway. And so Mare has one shot. Yeah. So she's getting this big
2: uh, bolt ready. Mm -hmm. And as she's got this thing like basically in her hand, she sees this scene happened it's it all it seems Just like it's happening in slow motion bam but the whole thing takes like 5 or 6 seconds right. maybe so the panther and tolemus are fighting and the panther's ducking all of everything but she's waiting on mare to strike down with that spark and since mare is briefly distracted Ptolema sends a spike right through the panther's neck and it just opens her neck and she just starts fountaining out. Silver blood everywhere. Everywhere. Um, And then she ducks thinking that another one is coming at her. Right when she ducks, Shade appears back to grab her and transport her to the Black Run. Okay. So. Yes, we have some readings here. Who yeah. wants to read? I don't
1: want to do it.
2: All right, I'll do it because your dad read it at the beginning. I'll go. I'll just read everything that's right that, oh, I,
1: that's I was going to say I could do the last one. You want to do the last one? Yeah. Okay.
2: The very last? Okay, I'll do everything up until the very last. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I can't possibly see what's coming. Only one person could. John. He walked away from all of this. He let this happen. He didn't want to warn us. He didn't care. Shade appears in front of me, intending to take me away from all this. Instead, he gets a cruel, gleaming needle through his heart. He doesn't realize what's happening. He doesn't feel any pain. He dies before his knees hit the ground.
1: Ooh.
2: And then we end our, our chapter with...
1: With this last paragraph here. I don't remember anything else until we're in the air. My face runs with tears, but I can't wipe them away. I stare at my hands, painted in both colors of blood. (laughs) (laughs) So, everybody, take a second, take out your tissues, wipe your eyes, blow your nose, eat some ice cream. Come back.
0: So, for the most part, it was a success.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I mean, they got Julian and Sarah. They freed a bunch of silver prisoners and a bunch of, new, bunch bloods, of new bloods. But...
1: This is going to be a shade huge... Shade This is going to be a huge pain in Maven's neck.
0: And That and is true. It is true. And sh- But Shade dying is going to have a ripple effect emotionally for a lot of people, not just Mare. I mean, right. it's, oh, it's just yes. another reason for Mayor to be depressing. But... but it's <sighs> so depressing. are other people that this will affect in in deep, deep ways.
2: Well, I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Barrow, first of all, because they just got him back, and now
1: they're
2: going to have to mourn him for real, but also Farley. We have just gotten this reveal of a relationship between Shade and Farley, even though... Everybody else knew it through the whole book until Mare finally caught on. Right. Right.
1: And I think that...
2: But now we're going to see how this affects Farley.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that Mare can anticipate how much this is going to affect Farley. No. No. She cannot.
0: Well, because there's even the readers don't know the depth of the relationship that Shade and Farley had yet. Not yet.
2: No. Right. Plus, also, mm-hmm. Mare can't ever see anything past her own problems. Right. So, this is only going to affect her.
1: <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> Nobody else is going to be upset. You know, it's it's just, yeah. Yeah. This one is a bummer,
0: bummer it, It's a bummer, but it I, mean, I already love Farley before this, but after this, you even love Farley more, just because. Just, yeah. There's a, you, know, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah.
1: I think you get a little glimpse into her.
0: Right. Who she really is more.
1: And... That she does indeed have emotions, she just doesn't show them very and well.
0: How, right, it does give you a glimpse into how she deals with loss.
1: Right. Which as is opposed
0: to how other people do.
1: Not, not well.
0: Right. No, but completely differently than Mayor.
1: Right. Who just kind of whines about it. Yeah. Kind of whines about it?
0: <laughs> just, a, just a tad. Just a
2: tad. We also know that Farley's had to deal with a lot more loss than... Uh, than anyone Than knows. anyone else. Yeah, definitely than Mayor has, because we know that wherever this sister and mother are, you know, They're it's not, not here. here, so... Right. Exactly. So, this... Uh, let me just throw in the fact that this is another Mark in the Joseph Quinn for shade column.
1: <laughs> <laughs> knows how to have a really emotional death scene that has... Ramifications for every character.
2: Yeah, shows up for a short but emotionally impactful arc. Yes. Yeah. We love you, Joseph Quinn. Yes. So next week we will get into the aftermath of all of this destruction, annihilation, and what I can only be sure is an epic, epic pity party from Mare.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I mean epic
0: I mean seriously
2: but she'll probably also get real mad too so you're definitely going to want to stay around for that so make sure that you interact with us we are over on Instagram that is at reading with the Rockefellers we have our uh, season one episodes all available on YouTube that channel name is reading with the Rockefellers You can email us fan casting ideas, fan art. We love getting all that kind of stuff. The email is readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. And then finally, we have our website where you can find our blog, season one fan art, all that great kind of stuff, and all of our episodes available for download. That is www.readingwiththerockefellers. We will see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.